0: Welcome to the EF Show. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Many of you are either aware or have been affected by both storms that hit over Thanksgiving. Today, we look at at how millions traveling were affected and how most of the country was completely clobbered by the poor timing of both the storms. So my Thanksgiving break was good. Um, hope everyone else had a good one too. Um, but now we're back um, with, regular, uh, with a regular schedule. And yeah, so that's all great. So let's get right into this. So uh, this year's Thanksgiving was uh, one of the worst weather-wise as it could be. We started Thanksgiving week with Dorothy, canceled flights all over the country, and then we ended with Ezekiel that also canceled many flights and shut down many main roads. Now, if you were traveling over this time, you definitely were impacted um there were over uh millions of people i think 100 million by the end of the week that had traveled more than 50 miles and that's how the uh, u.s department of transportation had uh calculated everything and the amount of road closures and things were they were getting up to triple digits and you know you include everything from uh you know, flights to road closures and a whole bunch of other things. And by the end of it, I mean, most of the country is kind of in a uh, freeze or kind of stuck where they're at. And the worst part about it is, is that, you know, there's too much snow in many places for plows and state transportation departments to clean up. So we ended up seeing many, uh, Roads and highways, such as uh, Route 70 in places, Uh, over in New England, there was quite a few 85, many of them closed, uh, even portions of 75 were closed, and so you get these main uh, thoroughfares that are now closed, and all of a sudden you sent a one-day travel for someone into weeks. Um, if they if they wouldn't get them back open, I mean if they're driving, they're gonna get stuck there forever. And so you, I mean it might it might seem like a week by the time you're done with it. So a lot of people re- uh, turned to other options since there you know, there's no way to clean off the stuff and any time soon, and any traffic that had gone through were in car crashes so it was there was an an indefinite uh, closure put on many of these so nobody knew when they were gonna get to travel so a lot of people turned to trains and other forms of transportation to try to get there quicker problem is those were all affected too and looking at flights and things it's amazing to see how many were canceled and I mean you have people who are now sitting in airports and they don't know it could be a week till they get out of there they don't have any other way so it's interesting to see how many flights were canceled, but it was wonderful to see how airliners covered everything and how they helped their clientele, uh, stay safe and warm and they gave them free food and things. So the hospitality on this situation was incredible. You, uh, heard scenes probably, uh, that, you know, some people came together, some people were Christmas caroling on the way back from Ezekiel and that type of thing. And a great example of, uh, airports helping out is in uh, LA. LAX has a uh, really good department for, uh, they have dogs and other animals there, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, it's such a big airport that these uh, people can go and just, you know, find some space. And a lot of places had some good activities to do, and so that was really good to see all that. So, uh, looking at it, uh, whenever people were traveling to Thanksgiving, over 55 million people were traveling. And that does cover both plane, uh, ground transportation, and uh, cars. So, I mean, that's 55 million people. And they're traveling more than 50 miles. So you look at that, I mean, that's not a massive number, but it's pretty big. Um, And you see all over the whole country, especially with these traffic jams and things, there is no going. You are not going anywhere anytime soon. Looking at Atlanta, that was a great example. I mean, the the, uh, Weather Channel had a multiplier on of how long the uh, traffic would take normally and how long it will take now. And most cities, including Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is very busy, but most cities had a three to a four multiplier on there. So rather than taking an hour to get through, it now takes four, five, even six hours. And poor people who live in Atlanta, you know, they all had – Many, 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 many hours waiting there. I mean, they weren't directly impacted by snow or anything, but looking at some of the bigger picture things, you know, there are tons of people. And when they're all trying to go different ways and then the roads are being shut down, people are changing plans the highways can be one of the most dangerous places because there's a lot of distractions going on. And especially in this situation where people are going to the airport, they're not worried about the road. They're looking at their phone trying to figure out, okay, when does my flight leave? When does it arrive? Okay, it's canceled. Now, how do I get on a different flight? And it's crazy to see how much snow fell on places, but how it affected places in the south. Um, the This is a great example, I mean it it was uh, snowing in Boston and many flights from out of Boston and New York were both uh, cancelled for flights going to there and coming back. So not only do you have the problem of those airports being cancelled, you look at the airports that they're going to and coming from, they are now stuck in a situation where there either isn't a plane or there's a plane that can't go anywhere. So then you start looking for other options and in reality there aren't any because if you're flying anywhere on the north part of the country last week, you know there is tons and tons and tons of snow and it's all there. There is no place that it wasn't around. So really there was no break for many people. And in many places, you know, the average is 5 to 8 inches of snow, and that was the most common measurement. Um, there were many places, many, many, many places that got a foot or more. And, I mean, even even if you got there in time, there was no chance of you getting back out anytime soon. So if you wanted to go pick up your Thanksgiving dinner from someplace, you weren't getting out. So it was a very, you had to be prepared ahead of time, but no one saw this coming. Even the best coverage in the country couldn't figure out, you know, where this is going to hit and how it's going to hit. They just knew it was going to be something big. And so it's amazing to see uh, how much snow some of these places got. I mean, a great example is as it was steamrolling across, we had Denver with a foot or two of snow. We went into Iowa, we got quite a few inches, and then it started curving north. You saw that curvature to the north a little bit on the snow track. And some places in Wisconsin got 15 to 20 inches. And Cars are not moving. Buses are not moving. Planes cannot take off. People can't even get to the airport. If you're stuck in the airport, you're stuck in the airport. You're not going anywhere. So we not only had a problem in Wisconsin, but you look up in Minnesota, you look up in a lot of other places, Michigan, the UP of Michigan, where we are getting feet of snow. And I mean, these places are equipped to handle it, but it's falling at such a rapid rate that even power outages are the biggest deal and i mean normally power power outages up there can be fixed but it's amazing to see that uh the amount of time it takes to get some of this power, especially with snow. Because with snow, it freezes on the line. It freezes and it melts, but then it just constantly refreezes and refreezes. And it creates almost a icicle, but it's over the wire. It creates a little glaze. And all, all a stick has to do is just barely hit it the whole thing snaps and with 15 to 20 inches of snow on the power poles they're falling over trees are falling in the houses falling in the power poles cars are hitting everything so you're looking at a huge scenario here where you're going to need everyone available for the power and we're also uh, seeing you know people starting to come back um, firefighters from california but the problem there is still not done there are plenty of fires still around maybe not right this second that are going on but it's the middle of fire season you have to be prepared and so all these firefighters can't go everywhere so we're looking at uh House fires that are caused by power poles and everything that the power people are trying to get to well Then that's a dangerous situation So you, you need firefighters and a great example of this too On um, uh, the power not getting back on is the fact that you know all these uh, power people are all in California And because you know once the firefighters put out the fire you have to be able to restore power and get life going again Or at least as close to normal as you can get so you know, no one's really around to see any of this, so you're going to have to have a big overload of people on staff, and a lot of these places didn't, and, I mean, looking at the flight statistics, about 30% of flights in the U.S. were either delayed or cancelled, so this is, it was crazy, there was no hope really at the end of it, but, I mean, you did get out of it, but you started seeing a few other storms, and it wasn't looking too great, and, Yeah, it was looking at the radar and everything. It was one of the worst scenarios that you could have seen. So I want you to imagine, you know, you're driving down the highway and there are crashes everywhere. You know, you go from a perfectly normal um, drive and you're enjoying the scenery. Maybe you're with some family, traveling to see other family or going to a destination, maybe vacation. And you are super excited to get there. You have a Thanksgiving turkey in the back. You got the stuffing, the sweet potatoes. You got everything, mashed potatoes. And all of a sudden, the road is closed. And in many situations, there wasn't even a uh, climate reason there wasn't it wasn't frozen it wasn't slick you know it wasn't covered in snow it's not that they couldn't get it, uh, plowed off or anything but it was actually because of so many crashes and there's a statistic that I don't have right now, but I uh, saw it over the weekend last week, and it was amazing to see how many crashes there were. There were enough crashes that that you can actually put a percentage on the people that was higher than a 1%. So you could put a percentage on, on how many car crashes there were in comparison to people traveling on the road. And there were 36 million traveling on the road of the 55 million. And that's where, the, you know, a great example um, of where to go is many, many, many times people will take public transportation, train subway, and big cities. And that's great. Um, but once you get outside the main city, you know, there's you're kind of stuck with whatever you have left. And in many places in the country, looking at the, uh, you know, Great Plains, there isn't an option most of the time. You know, the highway is in the middle of nowhere. So there's only really one way that you can go. And when that's closed, you are now detouring hundreds of miles because when you're in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing near you. No big cities or any of that stuff. So there's not really any other highways. Maybe a little country roads, but that'll take a lot of hours and hours and hours onto your drive. And especially with the speed limit, it's not gonna get you there efficiently you won't get there by Thanksgiving especially for people traveling on Wednesday because we're looking throughout the week and you know you know most of the uh, travel happens on Wednesday you had the uh start of it start on Saturday Sunday of the week before Thanksgiving then you go up to uh Sunday Monday is when it starts climbing Tuesday's kind of a lull which is kind of weird but I mean it makes sense you're either gonna be at work till Wednesday or at, at you're going to be finishing up on Tuesday, or you would have already gone. So then you have Wednesday, which is when everyone's traveling. They took their uh, day off work, and they're going to go travel. And then they're stuck. So it's a you have a massive amount of people at the exact same time, and that's that's a great thing about, you know, planning ahead is you can plan and get some fluctuation in your schedule maybe. If you see a storm coming, if you plan that your ticket early enough, maybe you can, you know, move it forward a day or back a day or something like that. And in most situations it would be really helpful, um, if airlines could send a little notification out, but that's why you have to kind of stay and look at radars and uh, A great example, Weather Channel, uh, AccuWeather, a few other ones that you can use, Weather Nation, and they will all keep you up to date. And it's great to have that because it's a resource that not everyone knows how to read a radar and where it's going. And so having a professional be able to tell you this is where it's going, this is who's going to be affected, just going out your door is a uh, great resource that we do have. But not only was it a bad for one day, but days on end. Poor people uh, kept trying to go east, and it kept getting canceled or delayed. So people were, you know, although maybe they were in, example, Oklahoma, and they were trying to get to Boston well, Oklahoma got snow, and then, you know, I'm not, I'm just using this as an example, you know, they got snow, and it kept going over and over and over. Let's just say you ended up all the way in Kentucky, and it maybe snowed a ton. Well, that example is exactly what happened to uh, thousands, if not uh, hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. You know, you go for a flight and canceled won't be available for another few days so you keep going east hoping that you will get on a flight that will be able to take you to an airport that is available and open and clear but you know it kept traveling east it never gave up pushing and getting stronger and then staying it had a plateau and many people were just stuck there wasn't really anything you could do in that situation and while Dorothy was dropping close to a foot of snow across the northeast this is when we finally got to the eastern coast we watched as a new name storm Ezekiel started to make its way across the Rockies and its infamous spin out over the western coast was really what gave it the name immediately. It was a tight spin. It resembled kind of a uh, Fibonacci uh, spiral. You've seen one of those before. And it just kept spinning and churning and churning. And then finally, it pushed on shore and it gained velocity and power all the way until it hit the Rockies. Then it just stalled over the Rockies as Dorothy pushed through. Once Dorothy pushed through, the other competing high started to dive south a little bit, then it started to pull north, a similar path to Dorothy. It started out the same, uh, but Ezekiel did take its own path, and this time targeting many of the same regions and uh, places that it that Dorothy had just targeted days before. So it completely halted all travel with the amount of snow it would bring. And it it dropped foot, uh, it dropped like a foot or more in the Rockies. It dropped feet up in Montana. um, And many places saw one to two feet was one of the average measurements was one to two feet. So you're looking in, I mean, that's half the size of a kid. So that is amazing. I mean, that's a lot of snow and that's great. It's just for travel, it is not. And being the busiest traveling holiday of the year, It's not a good situation to have one to two feet of snow on your way there. And not only that, you have to remember you have to get home. So it's a double whammy whenever you're looking at this. And if you thought travel was bad earlier in the week, well, you were um, wrong among uh, thousands of flights that were delayed and canceled due to extreme snowfall from Ezekiel. So you had flights from Dorothy, you had flights from Ezekiel, and 93 million people traveled to... Uh, over the time period after thanksgiving from uh whenever ezekiel was plowing through really from a thanksgiving day through the sunday um over 96 million people were to travel and it's crazy to think about you know that much snow with 53 million you couldn't get there now you almost double that and you're not really going to be able to get home in many places we saw uh cancellations all the way through Sunday, and the Sunday cancellations uh, turned into delays, and delays turned into minor delays, and then just some late arrivals, and all of a sudden, you're on Monday morning, a work week day, and you're not home yet, you're still waiting at the airport. So this is affecting people, families, and everything. And this all started, remember, uh, about a week and a half before this. This is when Dorothy first made its uh, arrival and uh, made itself known. And on the roads, many crashes closed roadways. Once again, there is a common theme with this. Many roads are being closed. And uh, while in the northeast, uh, many main roads were shut down due due to a record 17-inch snowfall. In looking at New York, uh, the map of snowfall shows 17 inches in almost every spot you can look at. There are multiple places where it goes 16, 18, 20 in one spot. Albany gets hit nonstop by snow. But it was, this, this was a very hectic situation. And some people didn't get home, you know, until early this week. And even if you don't work, that is a big deal. Uh, with the amount of snow that the system has dropped, it was enough to cover 40% of the lower 48. 40%. And looking at the Weather Channel's map of it and the National Weather Service's map, uh, it's a clean pie slice it's just right through it's a little bit of a diagonal but it's pretty much flat the northern half of the country and you're looking at new england and stuff they're getting big snow totals um I mean, they're used to it up there but it's something that i mean travel wise it's it was the end of november you don't see that too often in the end of november but uh it's amazing because the uh you know, the wind chills and the colder temperatures kept dropping and that's, you know, not allowing the snow to melt. So, I mean, plows can push some snow around, but it's staying there. And a lot of airports can do that too, but wind's going to blow it back on, especially on the open tarmac where, you know, wind can blow that stuff around. And this snow wasn't the heavy stuff, it was a fluffier type of thing, so it can blow on and stack up. So it was a problem. With potential planes slipping on, uh, you know, runways, on takeoffs and things. So that's what the really uh, big ordeal was with this, was could planes take off? And so that's why so many were canceled. It's so hard to clean off runways and things. With wind chills, you know, you're keeping the temperature down there. And a lot of places went from being above average temperatures from November to dropping way below average. And... The funny thing is uh, you were looking at like northern Florida where it was like in the 50s. I mean, Miami was at 81. It's kind of funny to see, you know, they're quite normal uh, for them at least down there. So they weren't really affected. But the whole rest of the uh, country really saw some uh, results from this. And maybe we'll learn something about it in the future, but there's not much we can really do about it. Um, It was nice that airlines um, allowed... Their passengers a switch flights for free without needing to pay anything. There's no switching fee. You don't have to buy a whole new ticket. Need to move it to a different day, no problem. So, I mean, many were accommodating, you know, brought pillows, blankets, and things. And a lot of people made the airport their home for a temporary amount of time. And with that many people, you people on the ground and things, many airports that are smaller, um saw up to a hundred thousand people and this these are places where maybe during a normal work week you're seeing maybe a hundred or so flights per day coming in and out of there and other places you're seeing uh, hundreds of flights coming in and out and people started moving airports just to see okay can we take off from here is this one in a better condition and uh as I said earlier in the podcast, uh, many airports like LAX had dogs and service animals that were there for uh, like you and anyone who wants to be there around them. They're, n- they're a nice animal to calm down with, sit down, enjoy the time, because you're there for a really long time. And these uh, dogs worked at two-hour shifts. or signed up for it, and they have specific training and everything that they go through. And it's a lovely service that they put together in LAX. Um, it's what makes LAX one of the greatest airports is their uh, hospitality and accommodation to their guests. So it's you look over the whole country again, and a simple snow system that Dorothy was that ended up building. And, I mean, yes, one snow system that was really big. We can call that big, but it wasn't enough to like completely stop everything was followed up by ezekiel so these places that we got one uh, one to two feet the first time that dorothy came through we got another one to two feet so getting hammered again and again and again and that's why many places uh like michigan still had power outages by the end of the week and so a lot of people's travel this year was really messed up and so thanksgiving this year was i mean simple to say, very dangerous overall. Uh, Black Friday shopping didn't have uh, as massive crowds for fighting over a single TV this year. And while it does have to do with the weather and everything, now we're going to look at um, how the actual business world changed some of this. So I mean, kind of rolling off on how not too many people got to go Black Friday shopping, they uh, changed how the whole process works this year. Uh, We didn't see massive crowds fighting over a single TV, punching it, slapping it, stealing it. Uh, This normal mad dash was eliminated this year due to early sales and Cyber Monday sales. So Cyber Monday has always been around, but the sales weren't always as great, but this year they were. Black Friday deals extended this year from one to two weeks before Black Friday to the Monday after, so Cyber Monday. And you get these great deals, and why, why wait in the crowd? Just go get the stuff ahead of time. And some people still go and see it and, you know, wait in line and stuff because they love the that time of year and that feeling. But a uh, recent statistic found that 99% of online deals for Cyber Monday were just as good as a deal that if you went to the store. So why waste eight hours of your day waiting in line for eight minutes inside of a store when you can just order it online never leave your home watch some tv or you could have ordered uh, and even done stuff ahead of time cyber monday had a very big extension uh, ahead of time they had sales for cyber monday starting the wednesday before and so both of these deterred people from the eight hour wait, the brawl that was soon to occur inside the store. And there were still some lines, but none like we've seen in the past years. We've seen quite a few videos. People have even been killed in Black Friday's uh, events. So it's stuff that we haven't seen before, but it's fun to see that, uh, you know, there are some new ways to uh, go and order some stuff. That's great. That's what's great about online ordering. You don't have to leave the home um, if you don't need to. And especially in Black Friday, it can be your best friend. Uh, so there are still some early Christmas sales. There are ones that will be going all the way up until Christmas. So check out any of your favorite stores to see if there are any other deals that can really save you some money for some holiday shopping. And this year's holiday season, you know, it's shorter overall, but they spread out the amount of time that it's out um, for sales and a lot of things. So I would definitely take advantage of that. So, I want to thank you very much for watching today and listening. Uh, We'll see everyone back again in the next podcast. And stay tuned to social medias because uh, many things will be posted there about upcoming podcasts, uh, any announcements photos, information, you know, anything. So it's a uh, it's a good place to check out anything about the EF show. Make sure to check out any other any other podcasts that we have if you haven't listened to them. We have quite a few good ones. And this is the 10th podcast at the EF show. So, a small celebration, but It's fun to, you know, that we've been doing this for 10 episodes. I've had a blast, and it's uh, something I look forward to every uh, three to four days. Get to script something, and then get to record it, post it out, uh, and see what's all out there on the internet. And so, yeah, so I want to thank you again for 10 episodes, and keep on listening, and uh, have a great day.